Hello and welcome to Camera Central Podcast. Today I have... I'm Miles Myers-Coharis, a.k.a. Expired Film Club on uh, social media. And it's really exciting to have you on because Lovely. I've been a massive fan of your reels for a uh, little time. I pretty much spent the majority of this morning looking at all of your stuff. <laughs> I appreciate that. And I want to talk about some of the cameras that you've actually shot because some of them are sure. a little bit hilarious. The Camera Central podcast is available both on Spotify and YouTube. So make sure you like, follow and subscribe if you want to see more. Let's get back into it, shall we? I know, yeah. I, I do like to pride myself in finding weird and wonderful gems on ebay in particular it's the action man i know uh, i know yeah that was that that particular one i was just like that is beautiful and i want yeah, it yeah it's beautiful and weird and i do look like a, a bit of a weirdo walking around town holding an action man figure but it has it, it's quite cool i mean i guess it was designed as a yeah, kid's toy because yeah. the back of it comes off and you can fit a 110 um mm. cartridge of film in yeah, the back. yeah yeah and uh, i mean the photos are questionable quality but it's really fun to use yeah <laughs> well I, well this is it like well for one year you pretty much shoot expired film right yeah and you know expired film is not necessarily what you would find out of a digital camera of these days it's very grainy very odd looking yeah what is it that got you so interested in shooting expired film in particular yeah it's funny i um i don't know if there's an answer particularly other than i was just really intrigued about like the unpredictability I suppose and I quite like that that you have no idea I mean with film there's a slight element of that anyway even yeah. when you're using f fresh film but expired film I don't know it's, it's partly like the old um, box designs and just the nostalgia and like there's so such a range of different films that you can try but also like every now and again you'd shoot a roll of expired film and something mad would have happened to it and the photos would come out in this crazy kind of wash that you'd never be able to replicate otherwise and i don't know i, I think that was quite fun it's just like a you basically like applying a random filter to any <laughs> photo that you take and i thought it was it's quite fun i think yeah yeah no 100 percent. i think when it comes to film for me what i like about it is um how honest it kind of is yeah because again you're talking about that randomness you can go into shooting film with a plan you're like i'm going to do this super artistic shot it's going to be <laughs> yeah. absolutely awesome and then when it comes out you're like it's even better because light flares happen yeah or just like yeah i know it's funny how um desirable that look of like because you know light leaks and things actually you know for film photography you kind of want to avoid that at all costs yeah, yeah. really because it can ruin frames but yeah the the randomness there was a particular i did a portrait shoot in uh franklin tennessee a, a while ago with a musician called johnny morgan and we shot these photos outside there's a, a really amazing old theater on Franklin High Street, and it's got like the classic like neon lights and stuff. And so I shot yeah. cine still to make it all anyway. Uh, and there was one one shot. It was on, I was using a Kiev, so it was like six by six medium format oh, okay. yeah, uh, yeah, photos. Yeah. And there's one shot. It's kind of a mid shot, head and shoulders of Johnny. And I, I don't know where this came from or how it happened, but there's a light leak in a in a very specific line that go, just goes over one of his eyes. And I looked at it and I was like that is so cool and I, yeah. that was completely unintentional I had no idea what was going to happen and I just I love that about film that there's, there's just this random moment and like it looks like something that you would kind of stylize in, in a sort of you know graphic design yeah, type yeah, of thing yeah, yeah. But it was just, a, I don't know, I don't know where it came from. Yeah. I think I've only had one similar thing that's happened to me with a digital photograph. Yeah. Um, because you know, in which how a digital sensor takes photo, it basically does it in lines. Yeah. So if you've got flash, it's like that. Yeah. And we were shooting a model shoot. It was for the uh, Sigma 70-200. Yeah. And the photo, literally, um, the line which the flash kind of like rendered mm. was directly down the model's eye. Yeah. And I, I, I absolutely love this stuff, and but that's cool. the only time I've ever been surprised by a digital photograph. Yeah, when it comes to film, it's just it's endless, really. Yeah, it's, I love it. I love it. Yeah. And it, it's just, you know, it's very easy to shoot a roll of film, 
and sort of forget about the stuff that is on there and then you, you get it processed and you look back at it and you, you sort of fall in love with the photos that you've taken again <laughs> yeah. which I, I really like yeah. well I think when it comes to film there's that physical connection to something in an era where we are constantly hit by digital yeah. you know create, using AI to create images I think there's something about having something that is purely rendered via alchemical alchemical chemical means yeah um and there's a charm and a uniqueness about that yeah. and i think it's why film photography and particularly why i think you your your account has kind of gone crazy um <laughs> because it has because what you're on now like 1.3 million over one, everything one, uh 1.7 on tiktok and i'm approaching half a million on instagram okay. maybe reach that in the next few weeks we'll see nice <laughs> but i think people have a real connection towards um the physical element of yeah. such a digital age yeah i think um, so yeah and i i think it's it's film photography doing the same thing that vinyl did in the music world a few yeah. years ago and i think yeah increasingly you know it, even when you're on a holiday you've just got your phone and you'll just snap 400 photos or whatever and, and kind of look at them once and never again and i think yeah. with film there's so much so much more of a tangible aspect you, you, I don't know, you feel like i feel like I, there's more of myself in every photo i take and you have to be so much more intentional and selective and i think for stuff like that or like you know i shoot a lot of sports and things and i think it's it it makes you remember the moments even more if you see what i mean because like you know say even if you just take a disposable camera on holiday or something and you get those 36 photos back from the lab and you're like you just it imprints those memories into your brain that bit more i think which i really like about it 100 well. percent. yeah um of course when you came here we were talking about kind of what you're shooting at the moment you've got yeah. a uh, canon v1 i do and with 36 shots in your camera yeah. and it's got a high speed drive mode it does. to it as I well I've, I've got the little so yeah the the one v you can attach it's called a pbe2 um power drive on the bottom of it and with the right battery you can get 10 frames a second on it which is quite mad for a film camera that's <laughs> mad so you, you must feel um you must feel a little bit like john wick i mean it's a great <laughs> idea for you were like one of your reels where you're just yeah. like literally yeah yeah good yeah yeah i know that yeah. there's that guy isn't there who does like the uh, reloading of everything yeah, 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 yeah. and i've Kind of felt like I should potentially do that. 100%. I saw downstairs here. You got one of the, the photo snipers. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like uh, Soviet. Um, you should totally I was like, do that. I don't think I've got. The, I don't think I'd be able. To, I don't know. I'd have to have loads of goes. I don't know like, if you'd be able to get a film out, slap it. I don't in, know yeah. if you'd be able to get through security with that thing because <laughs> no, it no, looks no. like a proper like shotgun. Well, it was, or it was designed for those of you that don't know. That uh, yeah, it's a Soviet design. It's called a photo sniper, and it's like a. It's a. It attaches to a Zenit, and it's a three hundred millimeter something lens, yeah. but it's mounted on a kind of gun like yeah. this, isn't it so it makes it look like you're holding a gun yeah. it was designed for war photography to be a bit like oh was uh, actually sort of covert and you know so that, yeah so that people didn't realize they were taking photos yeah uh but i could definitely could not go out in public with that and just because especially with, with a zoom lens it just looks like you're gonna be sniping yeah, out civilians <laughs> i'd like imagine going down like uh, number 10 downing street with that thing yeah and being i like, would be arrested uh, yeah, very, quickly. Chased up very quickly <laughs> yeah um but it's fascinating but like i think um War photography in general, there's a lot of interesting history there, mm. um, and especially with the kind of like put, the pocket Kodak cameras. Have yeah. you ever actually ever shot one of those pocket? Yeah, Kodaks? I have. Yeah, and uh, it's incredible for me to think that anybody got any usable things out there in the middle of a war because yeah. it's it's they're they're tough things to use and to load and to focus and everything. So um, yeah, I'm always I'm always in awe. Actually, my most the most recent film camera that I bought, uh, I got a Facebook Marketplace. And it's um, it's actually a, a World War Two uh, aerial camera, yeah. and it was designed to take 
I can't remember some sort of discontinued film now, but the guy who sold it to me has adapted it to take one twenty film, and it's just it's massive and heavy. Yeah, yeah. It feels like you're loading a gun when you're doing it. But it was designed th- for like aerial I think I'm, yeah, well, it was aerial yeah, yeah. I, I think I've seen cool. a photo of it being used before. That, yeah. So is that going to be one of the next kind of things you I think do, so. try? Gonna That's going to be it, a lot go. of fun because yeah. the lenses on those ones tend to be quite low aperture as well yeah. as being like massive. Is I think it like goes, properly massive. It's, uh, it's it's wide. It doesn't have much of a like the barrel on it. It's not very not very long. It's all like inbuilt so it doesn't have bellows or anything like that I think the aperture goes down to about four so it's not okay. too bad with some high ISO black and white film it could yeah. make for some grainy World War II-esque photos yeah, yeah, yeah. so that'll be on my socials at some point so. that'll be on social <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> spoiler alert yeah I know I don't know whether um, I'll be able to take it to a sports game but no give it a go well I think it was actually I don't know I want to see if I can try and do it for you if you, if you can if we can work it out but I think it, it would be so funny for you to get that 200 to 500 with that ZV1 yes. the, the, the EOS V1 yeah um on a, on a game, the trouble is you're going to have to have wheels on it to move it around. I'm definitely going to need an assistant with me for that. It's, day, a, se- it's a 17 <laughs> kilogram lens. Se- seven, I was I was trying, talking to Tyler about yeah. how much it weighs. It's 70 kilos. 17 kilograms. Oh, 17. Okay, it's not right. quite seven. No, 17. <laughs> I thought you said 17. No, it's 17 <laughs> like, kilograms. Oh, no wonder I couldn't lift. It. <laughs> it's about well, you couldn't lift, you could yeah, lift yeah. anything. <laughs> you couldn't lift anything. No, I know. Well, that's why I have you. Yeah, exactly. By the way, I am here on the podcast. By the way, I'll see who hasn't introduced me yet. Oh yeah, well, he goes without. Any, any introduction yeah, he, he needs no introduction he know, yeah. um, I am camera centre you are camera centre <laughs> yeah. so what took you from shooting film for fun because um, we talked about it you kind of started after Covid to yeah. applying it to football games in particular what kind of got you to do that was it something you were doing before anyway or? yeah I mean um, for a lot of this I can blame my little brother I was, I was talking to you about yeah. him earlier uh, Dylan because um he he actually in lockdown he had a birthday and he got a film camera and that sort of sparked me into wanting to get back into it and then so from there we do these trips a couple of times a year now where we book like the cheapest flights we can to somewhere in Europe where there's a football game going on yeah. and we go and we take our film cameras and we watch a football game and we just experience a bit of the culture of the country that we're in yeah. so we've done five of these trips now over the past couple of years and um, just naturally because we both shoot film we'd take the cameras to the games and we'd shoot the games there and behind well sort of I suppose alongside photography football is my real main passion as well so um, I just loved it and I'd take my cameras to games and post them across my socials and stuff like that and the football ones always did well I mean it's kind of a nice cross-section of audiences I suppose and that you know well you've had um, a chance of actually like collabing with a lot of your Instagram posts with the actual teams themselves as well which is it must have been like it was very cool yeah and, and that that all came about, yeah, just from taking, because obviously in the bigger stadiums, general public, you're not allowed to bring in like interchangeable lens cameras, especially lenses with long telephoto, uh, cameras with long telephoto lenses and stuff. So I'd taken some point and shoots and things. And I went to a Fulham game last year. It's towards the end of last season. Um, there's a, another film photographer on Instagram who works for a brand called Copper 90. Yeah. And he has this great account where he, he takes his film camera to games that he's like working on and posts them on. We got DMing and stuff and he invited me to go to this film game, which was wicked. So I went with Dylan, my brother, and we both took cameras and I, I did my typical POV video. If you're not seeing my stuff, I, I'd strap a chest mount to, to yeah. me with my phone and show myself loading a roll of film wherever I happen to be and then showing the results into it. So I did this at the at Craven Cottage for the film game and the club saw it and really liked it. And so they reposted it. So I had a bit of a conversation going with them. And then they invited me down at the start of this season to go and 
be a proper official uh, pitch side photographer for the game, which was wicked. It was against Wolves. They won 3-2. It was a good game. Um, and so I was sat just kind of behind the left of one of the goals and again did my typical thing where I loaded the film, showed the results, and uh, that did really well. I think it's had close to 10 million views on Instagram now, which is great. So that did well, and that led to other clubs seeing it and inviting me, and that's how it all started. Then West Ham invited me down. Um, I worked for the Six Nations last year, which obviously in football was rugby, but they got me back. I did England-Wales yeah. recently. Um, and it's that that whole ball's just started rolling from there, which is, I mean, I'm so lucky. It's, it's perfect for me. It, like I was saying to you earlier, if I could have picked my perfect career, it would be photographing football. And so the fact that I'm <laughs> able to do it now is amazing. And there's stuff coming in. I was, I've actually just literally today got back from a trip uh, to Stockholm where I went to shoot with uh, AIK Stockholm for this yeah. anniversary kit. And I know we were saying earlier about using weird and wonderful cameras. They got me to use... The oldest camera I own is a camera from 1897, and it's this number four cartridge Kodak. So it looks oh like, it looks God. a bit like a briefcase. So it's like yeah. a leather case, and you flip the front open, and there's these big red bellows that come out like this. It's, it's really fun. So, so is I it adapted that. to use like 120, yes. or so, is it like... Okay. So originally, and actually it's really cool, I wish they still did this, the film that it was designed for originally is called 104 film, yeah. and it's essentially 4 by 5 sheet film, but on a roll. Yeah. So you get six exposures... Yeah. I've actually got an original box of this film that I still haven't used yet, but that was cool. So it's got like a four by five um, uh, kind of gap in the back of it where yeah. the film would go. But I found on eBay a guy who 3D prints adapters to use 120 film. So I stuck some 120 in it. The only thing with that is that because it's a, it takes a four by five frame normally in portrait, yeah. when you attach 120 film to it, it kind of becomes like a panorama. <laughs> So you have to bear that in mind as well when you're yeah. framing up that the top and bottom is going to be cut off. Anyway, but so I use that and I'm I'm literally like any second about to get the scans back from the lab. For Are this. you excited? I'm more nervous than I am excited because I hope I managed to get the shot. <laughs> we'll see. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. But that, that was fun as well. So it's really nice. The ball's rolling and um, yeah, doing loads loads more with sport, which is just is perfect for me. Like I say, sport yeah. and photography are my two main passions. Well, so it's, um, it's it's one of those things. Is like I think that stuff that does well on the internet usually falls within some sort of uh, really hard niche, um, but then is really shareable mm. as well. Mm. I think what you've done with yours is um, incredibly smart. Really, to be fair, um, is you've got your niche, which is film, mm. but you've got uh, a shareable platform, which is photo, which is yeah. not football, not photo. Sorry, football. Yeah. So you, like you, you've suddenly got a bunch of people being like, oh. Oh, that's awesome and then you have that yeah. real connection to um you know because a lot of these people probably have like uh, play football themselves or yeah. you know they have a history of family with football and they're right, like right. that looks like my uh, grandfather <laughs> yeah, yeah you know so. do you get what i mean yeah it's, it's funny i mean it didn't happen i never had a like mission or a plan as like here's what i'm going to do to yeah. become viral or that's often the best thing really yeah it just it? all happened really naturally and um i was very lucky and still am lucky that you know i continue to be able to do this i mean yeah. it's amazing because like there was a point i guess probably just over a year ago where expired film club became my it's my full-time job yeah. which is just mad to even that's think about congratulations but, you know, thank you that's, <laughs> thank that's, you. that's absolutely it's awesome. just yeah it's, it's crazy so um yeah, I'm really lucky and just riding the wave and hoping I can carry on. I mean, <laughs> it's just, yeah, really great fun. Oh, yeah. yeah well, yeah. I, I think what you're going to find is um, more and more people going to get interested in it. Because like I was talking about earlier, you, you've got a time where everything's so digital, everything's so high tech. And I think there is a connection between old film photography, old mm. like, vinyl, like vinyl especially. It's, yeah. it's a connection to the past that is more tangible than something mm. like 
you know, because th- there's this big thing with the whole um, Apple Vision, you know, seeing yeah, the world, know. and it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's so funny. Um, I'm the polar opposites of all that. Yeah, but when it comes to like the tangibility of having like um, a, a bunch of film that's in front of you, there's yeah. something about that. And I think watching your videos, I think people become nostalgic of that. Yeah, yeah. It really I, well. Again, it, I, I didn't ever do that intentionally. It's funny as well because the videos of mine that really gained me the following, those POV videos where I'm loading the film kind of go against all the rules of social media that people tell you to start becoming viral because they're kind of long and they they are not engaging well maybe they are straight but i don't know but like you know every every time i see somebody recommending about you know growing the tiktok following stuff like oh get the audience within two seconds and like you've got to get in there really fast because i'll just swipe off but i guess unintentionally with mine if people see they're interested in like seeing what the film is and it takes me that amount of time to load the film. Maybe they, they then want to watch to the end because they want to see the, the results. And so it's kind of, yeah, I never had a I never had a plan or anything about it all, but it just seemed to take on a life of its own, which was, which was amazing. <laughs> yeah. Something that is interesting at the moment, this is kind of talking about YouTube, because of course you do have a YouTube channel as well. I do. Um, is that they've actually released a feature that allows you to um, click through to related videos. Have you tried Yes, I've, I've seen that, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. It's, it, it, it's something that's become really useful for, um, for our stuff because mm. it's just like showing off just random things. Yeah, yeah. Just a random side thought. That's my, no, that's, no, that's my ADHD brain being like... <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Thinking about this, my brain works talking. the same way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, YouTube's sort of for this year's become one of my main goals now to, yeah. to grow that more and doing more long form content and um, yeah. and that sort of thing. So expect to see a lot more from. That's, that sounds, that sounds yeah. exciting. I think yeah. that, like um, in the UK in particular, there's a lot of photographers um, that are doing these YouTube channels and it's less gear focused, but more yeah. about the experience. Storytelling. Is really yeah. Nice. Storytelling, I think yeah. has become massively important. Yeah. It? I think there's some really good creators in the film photography space in that way. Yeah. Actually, Grainy Days is one of my favorite channels. Willem Verbeek. I've been a big fan of for a while. There's a guy called Linus, Linus in his camera. It's his YouTube channel who I, I'm a big fan of too. Yeah, and it's, um, yeah, anyway, all, all of these channels, they're, they're great because obviously they're focused on, and part of it is the gear that they're using, which yeah. I, I obviously geek out about, but like, the storytelling aspect is lovely for that. And, and I think that's what film photography is so good at doing as well. Is naturally, I feel like a film photo tells a bit, I don't know, maybe instinctively your brain tells a bit more of a story about that photo than if you if it's a digital one. Is, well, anyway. we, we, we had a podcast with another guest um, and he's a yeah, DOP and yeah. uh, he was talking about why he enjoys film photography. But the other side of it is um, kind of like the more kind of, um, what's it called? philosophical way of thinking about it mm. is like opposed to like a digital sensor where it's just grabbing a light reading it and sending a number to be recorded yeah. when it comes to film photography it's got um silver halide yes um inside of it and it's actually capturing yeah, the light in that moment to the light yeah yeah, yeah, right. yeah. so yeah. um in many retrospects is that when it comes to film photography you're really grabbing that moment yeah, in time yeah. and you know and maybe that's another connection to kind of like um football in that retrospect because mm. there are so many special moments that mm. are geared around that yeah i mean obviously it comes with its limitations because uh you know particularly in a fast-paced sporting environment i yeah. mean it's so funny when i <laughs> rock up to the touchline and i guess because at the bigger grounds you have uh designated spots where each photographer will sit and there's, yeah. there's an ethernet line that runs all the way around the yeah. stadium 
So you plug your laptop straight in. Your laptop is tethered to your camera. Yeah. If you're doing it, I don't do it. Quite work. No, not quite. Not quite. Um, and so it's literally instantaneous. Yeah. The photo gets taken. Maybe you do a very quick edit on Lightroom, and it's off to Getty or to yeah. Alamo. Or is it Alamo? No, Alami. Alamo. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, Alamo is the car rental place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just rented a car from them in North Carolina. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And so, so uh, sporting events are so you have to react really quick in social media now as well like there's a, there's a particular photo um that was taken this season of, of uh, i don't know how much you're into football but alejandro garnacho i yeah. sport i sport man united and he scored yeah. this incredible bicycle kick against everton and there's a photo that the club photographer took of him mid-air the ball's just left his foot and it's just the most perfect frame i just think it's the most incredible photo yeah. and that you know you have to get that out on social media straight away so that people can see it and react to it and so in that way film you can't do that it's always very fast and and also because a lot of the time i'm using like there's a canon f1 on the shelf up here it's a completely manual camera it's a completely manual yeah they're all manual lenses manual focus and so there are times naturally in a game where i've just missed something because uh you know, you've got to react that fast and, and if you don't get the focus quite right in time, it's a split second. And it's because gone, so that's the other too. thing that I'd, I'd love to ask you about is how, like, how good have you got with manual focus? And, <laughs> like, cause, yeah. Because you are right, because it's, it's such a hard thing to actually get right and in such a fast-paced yeah. environment. Yeah. Um, you have to get in the mindset of it and I think it actually, uh, it, when I'm doing sports stuff, it really helps when I'm photographing a sport that I know well. Yeah, so yeah, football... Yeah. I watch it all the time, so I kind of naturally know where to go yeah. in a funny way. But like, uh, I do like I say, I do a lot of stuff with the Six Nations, and rugby isn't something I've watched that much of. And and you sort of you have to get yourself in the rhythm of it. And even yeah. with football games, I find that you know the first five minutes, it's good. I just uh, you know you're firing off a few frames, and you kind of get your brain in the zone of just yeah. being able to react and and everything like that really fast. So. Yeah, it helps. I don't wouldn't say I use a particular technique because I, I get some comments online about people saying like, you know, do you do you pick a zone, you focus for that zone, and then when the action comes to that zone, do you then yeah. snap away? But you can't really do that with sport. You've kind of got to be following the action a lot yeah. of the time. And in that case, that's just like you're just then reacting, you know, yeah. and trying to. There was there was a, a, a game, the game I did for West Ham. Um, I guess it was the start of this year, maybe the end of last. Yeah. Um, I I do this thing now where I sort of film myself taking the photos and talking through the process, and yeah. I had the most perfect moment where Jared Bowen for West Ham scored, and it, uh, I was it was right in front of me, and I had the seventy to two ten lens on, yeah. this manual focus, and I I was just really really lucky that I managed to get it exactly. So there's a moment where he's striking the ball that's going in, and then he starts celebrating, and the team celebrating, and that was one of those moments where I was like, oh okay, this that, that was you can sort of tell, but there's been a lot of moments in between where something happens yeah. right in front of you. Like there was one, I, I shot a Salford game recently against Wrexham and I had the 70s two, I've got two Canon F1 bodies mm. and I normally have one with the, I've got a big 300 millimeter telly yeah. F2.8 and then the other one, well either have a 70 to 210 or like a 28 to 85 yeah. so that that's kind of the more, you know, you've got a bit more range with it and I had a roll of film in that one and it just ran out and oh. so I was just about to change the roll and this throwing comes in and Salford score right in front of me and I've got this 300 mil lens on and it's just it's just way too zoomed in and I can't get it and so <laughs> there's moments like that which yeah. you just you can't account for with film photography <laughs> if I 
had a few shots left on that roll, if I'd changed yeah. the roll in time, I would have got these amazing shots because they came and they were like celebrating right in front of me and it was oh, just one of those moments where I was like, devastating. shit. Yeah, but Probably yeah. need to have just like a little, um, <laughs> what you need to do is uh, get like a little Mewtwo that you can just like whip out or yeah, something yeah, like that. that. Well, I, I, that, for that one, I had, uh, you know, the N- N- Nishika N8000, the, the, like, yeah. the quad the, lens. Yeah, the quad lens. The yeah, yeah, cameras. Yeah. I had one of them next to me. So I just whacked that and just snapped a few photos of the celebrations and they actually oh, did come out quite cool. But That's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> did you actually make them into, because a lot of people use yeah. the camera to make them into the yeah, 3D did, kind yeah, of like, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, um, I, I, edit them on my computer it's quite funny you get yeah. that little wiggle yeah you get the little, you got, everyone loves a little wiggle wiggle on that yeah <laughs> Tyler yeah. you've been so quiet at the back of the room have you got any questions <laughs> I could talk about film all day I wish I did more of it um because you did actually shoot some Super 8 as well, didn't you? Yeah, I haven't done quite so much of that recently, but no. yeah, I do shoot Super 8 here and there. But again, that's something I'd, I've got a Super 8 camera. Camera. I mm. love the fact it's called an Elmo as well. Cause no. it's, like, <laughs> oh, yeah. I got an yeah. Elmo, yeah. I like it. Um, <laughs> and it works fine. I need to find the... Um, the only trouble with Super 8 is like, as expen- like 35, shooting 35mm film is expensive. Yeah. Super 8 is another beast entirely. Because <laughs> so you're paying expensive. like over 100 quid for essentially two and a half minutes worth of yeah. footage. Right. You know, you can get through that a lot. You can't even just do a test to see if the camera's yeah, working. Yeah, I know. Is everything okay? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, super exciting. So, mm. you um, have we actually asked what your favourite camera is yet? No. What is your favourite camera that you've shot so far? Um, it depends on what criteria you're looking at. In, in terms of... Okay, uh, this is the criteria. Okay. Uh, serious, <laughs> yeah. ludicrous, and um, spontaneous. Okay. Serious is it's just the canon f1 it just is i've i've tried so many different cameras and um as as hard as that makes life for me if i'm shooting sports and stuff i just love it i don't know there's just something about it um it was designed originally for sports photography in mind because it goes up to a two thousandth of a second which is quite rare yeah for cameras of like the early 70s yeah uh, I love the FD glass. I think there's just so many Beautiful, so many options yeah. for brilliant lenses you can mount on there. And, you know, you can get some really nice ones for not that expensive, yeah. really. Especially if you pick up the entire, like, the entire set. I mean, you've got a beautiful 24, it's yeah. a beautiful 50, beautiful 85, because you've yeah. got the 8512 as well. Yeah, 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 you can get some... Crazy beautiful glass. lenses on that um Ludicrous. I, I just love I, I was saying this earlier but the sort of modular yeah aspect to it i know that you've got one over there and yeah. uh, it's designed so that it, you can kind of adapt it to use in any situation so the viewfinder the prism is removable yeah and you can change and you can change a focusing screen on it as well so you can like yeah. if you if you want to have a particular <clears throat> focusing screen you can change that in and then you can change the viewfinder for a prism or you can get a prism with a flash mount or you can get a waist level viewfinder yeah. we can get one of those kind of like submarine scopes so you're looking down at it but actually yeah yeah so i love that and also uh the the modularity goes down to like all the different power winders you can attach to it you can attach big magazines that can hold like the, uh, the equivalent of like it's 250 frames of I film feel like you've got to do it you've got to do it I'd love to yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, it's, it, if you want to put the whole kit together it's seriously expensive yeah, no. but like yeah so I just I love I love using the, the, the F1 and I think yeah. if I if I'm anywhere I would just turn to that and, okay. and use that this sort of silly yeah <laughs> I mean the Action Man one it, it, the Action it Man was fun. pretty silly I'm trying to think other ones I've had that have been particularly silly We're, I saw downstairs you've got like the beer can yeah. um, cameras and stuff I had one of them that was like a tenants lager camera yeah. for some World Cup at some point that was pretty fun uh, you, can, you should see if you can get yourself sponsored by Cola and do do that one. That'd be fun. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I, I did have uh, on eBay. I found a uh, an old Coca Cola. I think it was like a Millennium Anniversary yeah. camera or something like that. And it was 
it wasn't one of the can cameras. It was like a. It was. A, it, I think. I've, have you shot with it? You shot with it? Have you? Not recently, but I have. Um, yeah, it, 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 it operates. A Burger little, King one. Uh, Burger King. Oh, you mean like the, the tiny little yeah, one? Yeah, yeah. That that's another Different one. It wasn't okay. that, but the the Coke one. It it operates a little bit like a mute. Yeah. It's got the kind of uh, the sliding cover yeah. of the viewfinder, but the cover is a is a big polar bear <laughs> holding a bottle of Coke. Yeah. Um, that one's pretty fun. I mean, I like. I just like also going into all those older cameras like yeah. the World War Two ones and things and as impractical as they are yeah. it is a lot of fun and I, I actually think that's one of my favourite things about film photography because I do think in any creative space photography, videography it's easy to get a bit like burnt out or like yeah. to start losing the passion for it in some yeah. ways and I think film photography is so cool because if you start to do that I, what I do is I just like look online for a stupid film camera that it is yeah. that would just be fun to use, and it kind yeah. of reignites that spark a bit. That's and a it, really interesting way of and doing I, and that. I, so I, I love that that you can find these stupid cameras yeah. that are really fun to use for like ten quid. Because you never get that. You get it sometimes with some digital cameras. Um, yeah. There's one I actually need to talk to you about as well. To mm. be fair. Um, but like they've started releasing a digital paper camera, which is I've um, seen those. Them. Pa- they're called paper shoots, aren't they? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. all over the place. I've been, yeah. t- I've been saying to the Have boys here that we should get. No, I want to try one. Mm. Um, I was saying to the boys it would be actually a good kind of like thing to get here because it's like a cheap, fun. Well, mm. cheap, it's about 130 quid. Yeah. Um, so it's not really cheap, but um, for what it is. Yeah, but, no, um, yeah, yeah. I was thinking yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's it, like it would actually be quite interesting to to have that on. Yeah, because there's a load of I, I keep seeing these little like digital disposable cameras as well that are coming out. Yeah. Now. There's like one called a snapback, I think maybe. Yeah, they're where, really trying to bring a film digital camera. I know. And, and that kind of all falls off of the recent release of the uh, Fujifilm X100. Yeah. Everybody and their oh, mothers are talking about. Film simulations. That's the, that's the thing, isn't it? Fu- the, Fuji, it's, it's unfortunate with Fuji because obviously them and Kodak for years were the two yeah. two main film manufacturers. But Fuji is just gradually... I mean, they've stopped They've stopped manufacturing film now. That's just yeah. it. Uh, they, they claim that there's a Fuji 200 that's on the market at the moment, but it, it literally is Kodak gold just spawned into a Fuji. Yeah, just you know. spray paint it. It's fine. Basically, yeah. yeah, which is a shame, but they're obviously pushing all the film simulations. I know that the X100 uh, 6 has just been announced, hasn't it? Yes. And they're adding more Fuji simulations. Yeah, I think it's like 20 film simulations. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, so previously, I think, 17, and they've added a couple yeah, more. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, it's, it's a way to go for digital companies. And I think the thing that people like about that camera so much is the fact it's got, like, the soul of which photography kind of originates from. Yeah. Which yeah. is, you know, well, the film it, stuff. it feels and looks like a vintage yeah. camera, doesn't it? And yeah. I suppose that you, you get the vintage stuff out of it. And also, I think the thing with those film simulations that people quite like is that just it's straight out camera, no editing. Yeah. Is it? And you've just got these images. Yeah. Uh, what was the last uh, criteria of uh, uh, spontaneous? Spontaneous. Yeah. So it would be some sort. We of got sidetracked like hell. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, it would be some sort of point and shoot. Um, what's my favourite point and shoot that I've used? I mean, to be fair, Mew Two is very, very close. Yeah. Um, to that. Those those cameras are interesting. In fact, they, they were like forty quid when they originally yeah, yeah, thing, yeah. and now they go for an excess of three hundred. Yeah, they're, they are. They're they're nice. The lens is really nice, but they are flimsy. Uh, yeah. I find loads where the battery um, door comes off, and you have to take yeah. them shut and stuff. So that I actually haven't had a lot of experience with contacts cameras. I'd love okay. to. I'd love to shoot a, a T two or, or a G two or something like that. Um, no, that would be interesting. They are cool. particularly yeah. awesome. Um, other ones in terms of point and shoots. Um, I quite like the Yashica T series. Yeah. Um, I I actually I've found an absolute. I'm a bit of a Facebook marketplace mer- yeah. merchant. <laughs> I've always just got like 
alerts up on just film, <laughs> film cameras and stuff. And one, I think it was a Yashika T4 yeah. came up in the local village to me and it was like 25 quid. And I just, I mean, I feel a bit bad because obviously the person said I had no idea that it's worth like four or 500, but yeah. I just jumped on that and had that for a while. Well, it, it's <laughs> stuff that a lot of people don't realize because yeah. my um, stepfather uh, gave me a... It was a Russian branded camera, but um, what he didn't realise was actually it was a Carl Zeiss lens, oh, cool. and it yeah. was the original lens design of the Helios. Oh, so wow. you know yeah. the Helios was yeah, a copy, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and I had the Carl Zeiss Gen, I had a 58F2. Mm. Um, I had that for ages. I think somebody ended Very up nice. nicking it in the end. But um, <laughs> did you adapt it to use on? I did adapt it to yeah. use it on there. Um, Bokeh for it was incredible. Um, yeah. Really awkward lens to use in general because <laughs> it had like a spring aperture mechanism where you would focus it. It, but you would pull down the focus wheel to change the aperture okay so you just Brilliant. lose focus really easily when you're doing that and stuff could you yeah nice <laughs> so, it's fun. The so the Mewtwo is your spontaneous yeah it sounds, it sounds like a bit of a basic answer to me but um, it's <laughs> right, just it's, one, it's it? so like I, I've, I've been saying to you guys today I, I te- I'm doing so much travelling at the moment that having a camera that's that light and portable you, you know you're just going to whack out and get some good results yeah yeah 100% it's, it's especially yeah. with uh, like that beautiful lens on it as well yeah um, going down to 2.8 it means that you can you know it can be fairly low light and you yeah. can get some decent stuff out of it definitely yeah, Oli- really that's cool. what Olympus should do Olympus should re- bring out a Mewtwo digital camera that w- they should that- do that actually just a full yeah. frame Mewtwo. You know then I might buy an Olympus camera. Mm. I probably need to keep that part out yeah. of that there, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> I think I will. No. Do you know Pentax are actually actually interesting? That's something that you could probably talk to them about. Yeah. Um, Pentax are actually releasing a film camera. I've heard about this. Yeah, I have. It's been talked about for a while. Similarly, we're talking about Super 8. Kodak yeah. have announced that, that. Well, they are releasing a. They've so been. A, they've been. They've announced that camera, the Super 8 Kodak, for like it's years. It, it, I know it's finally happening. Have you ever seen it? Like yeah, the price it's point. ridiculous. It's I'd so like, stupid. I'd love to give it a go. Yeah. The trouble is, is like when it comes to Kodak, this is probably going to be being mean to Kodak at this point. But <laughs> Kodak cameras do tend to be like really like they're they're almost akin to the bottom tier Amazon twenty five pound four K forty eight megapixel yeah, the, full the, frame the, camera <laughs> that you can buy. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they, they do branch out and and have a lot of cheaper products. I mean, that, that, I was so excited for that Super 8 camera, yeah. and they. It does look very cool. It does. Don't, don't get me wrong. You know, digital screen on a Super 8 camera or whatever, but for five grand, <laughs> I'm just like, come on, man. I think that what's, what that's going to end up being is like high budget adverts yeah, and, it's gonna, and it's documentary gonna, productions. And like, oh, we'd love a bit of Super 8 and we'll get this Kodak camera. Yeah, and, it's going to be a red that, That's what it's going to be used for, I think. It's Which is a shame. capitalizing on interest, I think. That's yeah. What that is. It's Which like, is a shame. Because if you have a look for where like Kodak originated from, like the whole idea was to get cameras in the in the hands of the masses and that's where the brownie came from the brownie yeah. like it was a kodak brownie right i'm not yeah. just being the yeah, yeah kodak brownie. brownie and that was to get photography away from being just this really like specific thing, thing yeah. and being able to be used by the masses um, yeah. and selling a five thousand pound super <laughs> eight camera it's a shame what what i'm hoping is that it's the first in a in a kind of uh you know line where they might adapt on it and make it yeah. a bit more consumer level I, 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 I mean there, there's probably even an argument for the case of um, like f- film cameras and that to mm. like in the future them doing that because you know got this whole thing of like AI photo generation what yeah. people are going to want to have physical stuff so is, yeah. is film going to become a, mere, a main factor in stuff again maybe I mean it's mm. 
I mean, yeah, I, I, I think with all the yeah, AI, I don't know whether you've seen all the stuff on Sora and the, the AI video, which is just... Yeah, yeah. I, I, had, I had all my tech buddies, like, I got a bunch of people who are like, uh, who are big, like, computer nerds. Um, I love mm. them. Love being a computer nerd. Because yeah. I did a bit of computer coding. I'm guessing we've been talking for a while. You're at 37 minutes. Okay, that's fine. Jeez, always. We'll go for another, another hour, it's fine. You can go another 10 minutes. Um, okay. You've, got, you've okay. got, yeah, well, you have got that long. But yeah, no, it's fine. I, know, no, no, I no, have no. to edit it, though, so like, <laughs> as long as I'm fine. I'm just thinking about you in the work. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fine. That's cool. No, I understand. Um, yeah. Where was I? You distracted me, Tyler. Well, that's what <laughs> this I'm isn't your job. Yeah, this is what I'm here to do. Uh, film cameras and AI video. And oh, stuff, AI yeah. video. Yeah, no, so I had a bunch of my um, IT friends just be like, hey, look at this. This is so cool. And then when people send you stuff like that, like, part of you is just like, well, you're basically telling me I'm useless now. I know. No, I find it terrifying as well. Because it's terrifying in that respect. But... When it comes down to it, and I've had loads being part of the, doing this podcast, we have to look at, like every time we do a podcast, it comes down to talking a little bit about AI because it's such yes, a big well, worry for a lot yeah, of people. Yeah. But when it comes to it, it's what we, um, how we apply meaning to things. When it mm. comes to AI generated stuff, sure, you may be caught out online um, on certain ads and stuff like that. But the other side of it is we apply meaning to whatever we're looking at. So yeah. like a photograph is only really going to be special to you if you have put energy and have mm. experienced that. Because experience it does come down to experience. Yeah. And I think that's why means, film is so Yeah. That's why it's again. so popular. Yeah. Um, and I think it's why the truly special stuff, I think, will always be created by yeah. somebody. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, I've seen a lot of arguments from people saying like, mm. you know, it's uh, it, why is AI kind of making all these waves into creative stuff yeah. like humans are creative we should be doing the creative stuff we should get ai's like write code or well not the code the isn't creative that's quite, the majority that's quite harsh, of the stuff you know, that it creates has been inspired by another yeah. human's piece of art yeah, it's not anything truly unique yet yeah but you know if if we can get ai i'm sure it does but like you know do data entry jobs and stuff and leave the human to do the nice creative and make music yeah. and art and yeah yeah that's one of those it's one of those things it's it's a, it's a forever interesting thing mm. to go on a completely other tangent because we kind of need to do a wrapping up kind of thing <laughs> yeah, um i did want to actually talk about the game boy camera oh yeah please okay i'll have to talk because about I'm, that. I'm, I'm surprised <laughs> that you didn't mention that in your like spontaneous or, no actually like, stupid, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. Like, the only thing about that is that the quality is so shockingly bad oh my god yeah but it's a great bit of kit to use. Yeah, 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 hundred percent. Yeah. Well, like I also saw you did, um, you did a reel with like a tiny camera like this. Yes, as well. I mean, you're not ever going to get a good quality image no. out of it. But I'm surprised by that though, because actually, yeah. you know, when you see the the frame size, it's like it's like your little fingernail basically. Yeah. But um, yeah, it kind of has that when you shoot it on because with that obviously the film doesn't exist anymore, yeah. and so uh, it's a very finicky process, and I can only ever shoot one frame with it when I've got it because you have to cut 35 millimeter film down to size and put it in the back. <laughs> put the back of the camera on and then so you just click click the shutter and that's, that's it that's a lot um, of effort it that. is a lot of effort that's why that's why there are less and less videos of me using it because it yeah, takes yeah, me so yeah. long um but if, you, if you're using nice fresh films not expired to be fair uh when you blow it up it just goes really grainy it looks like a sort of watercolor painting which oh. I, I love yeah. yeah but the game boy camera is really good fun yeah yeah yeah, game yeah. Boy. so i i found a, a a place online um where they've made a, a tiny little um, sort of mini computer that you slot into the um, cartridge slot on the Game Boy and then you put the camera into that 
uh, so it looks a bit stupid, but it then basically takes the output from the Game Boy camera and turns it into video. So you can use it as a video camera. It, no. it, it records like eight frames a second and it's all in like black and white and yeah. like, you know, just pixelated. Because I think, I can't remember how many megapixels the camera is, but it's like 0.01 or something. It's just like yeah. gray, black or white, the, yeah, yeah. the, the little pixels. Um, but yeah, so I've, I've done some video stuff on it. It looks very horror movie, but okay. it's, it's I'm really, gonna have, it's really gonna fun. I'm going to have to like, have a look at that. That sounds yeah, fascinating. that is fun. I'd love to, because um, I don't know if someone, I think somebody's done it before, are they, where they've stuck it on a gimbal. Yeah. And they've used it for like a reel <laughs> and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, yeah, I'd love to try that. Yeah. Yeah, people have done it with the... DS, haven't they? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh so yeah, that, no, it was the DS one. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, that's um, I know I love uh, that sort of stuff. <laughs> it's so cool. Like the history of just like imaging in general is just completely fascinating. Yeah, 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 um, for sure. It's uh, it was interesting. Like when I was in Sweden, because obviously they got me to use this 127 yeah. year old camera, and then at the same time I just got the Canon EOS 1V, which it's kind of like there was sort of one of the first mass-produced film cameras ever yeah. and the last by canon i had the, i had them both on my <laughs> shoulder and i was like this is a very weird very juxtaposition weird in the funny yeah, way yeah, but it, was, it was nice There's, there was a photo i posted on my story because um when i was doing the team photo on the on the 1897 camera the lens i'm not sure what focal length it technically is but it's quite zoomed in yeah. so i had to stand quite far back from the team to do the photo oh, okay. and all the other all the other photographers with the digital cameras had to stand behind me obviously so they went in frame and so i was there cradling this like this crazy old camera and there were all these other digital photographers looking slightly pissed off because i made the move like with their big zoom lenses and stuff it was just it was a funny moment oh that must have been a really <laughs> interesting experience it must have been a fascinating experience for you for that like them to be like okay we need to get back behind the film photographer yeah well because 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 you're you're there for them to shoot so like yeah yeah the, the they started because I think you know you do a team photo before yeah, the game yeah. anyway, and the team started lining up, and naturally all the all the photographers like went to get close to them. I was like, "You have to get behind me, guys. I'm really sorry, but like I can't." <laughs> it was so funny. So they were all having a look at like, "What the fuck is he doing?" Oh that? my god, what's yeah. he doing? Yeah, no, definitely. Um, so yeah, it was fun. That was awesome. <laughs> Um, I do feel like I could probably talk to you for another two, three hours. <laughs> we'll do it. We'll um, do another this will be the last question now. Though. Yeah, okay. <laughs> huh? Can I ask a question? Because you've asked all the questions. Yeah. So oh, yeah, sorry. Can I yeah, ask yeah. yeah, Stuart, thanks for leaving me in the back. Just everybody <laughs> at home wondering It's just he's I'm, more interested to talk to. You know. <laughs> well, you know, but I'm here with you five days a week. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, so because we talked a lot about um, film. Yeah. yeah. So anybody digital that inspires you? Yes, any, there is any actually. photographers out there, videographers. So um, I am a Man United fan, um, uh, sadly. Yeah. But there's the club, the club photographer is called Ash, and I obviously naturally love. Yeah. love you know, what I was saying about the Alejandro Garnacho photo, he took that, and I just think he's obviously he's brilliant because the United have hired him as the club photographer, but also the fact that he is Man United's club photographer. Yeah. I think it's great. There's also. Uh, cool guy who I follow online called Greg Williams who you might have yeah. seen a, a yeah. bit he's an English no, guy with like slightly long hair and a beard yeah. and he, he does a lot of the celebrity events so I think he was at the, the, awesome. the Golden yeah, Grand he does a lot of the red carpets yeah yeah but he yeah that's right but he uses um, a Leica I don't know whether it's the M11 the monochrome but I he, think so, he yeah. uses Leica digital cameras and uh, does everything in black and white and I just think mm. he's a great example of um, when you're shooting with models and with celebrities or, or, or people yeah. like that it's it's a lesson in making them comfortable gets the best yeah. photos he's, and um, he's very yeah. much got that commercial but documentary vibe to yeah him, uh, i just i just think he captures really yeah. great moments and yeah. the fact that it's all on black and white just looks so classy yeah. so yeah i believe he's a Leica ambassador actually i wouldn't I'm be surprised sure he yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's, um, he's very good he's yeah. one of the yeah top photographers in that yeah i like him i like him and then in the youtube space as well 
um, just as a, as a personality, but also as a photographer. There's a guy, an Australian guy called North Borders, mm. and uh, he does a lot of car photography actually. But he he was the person who uh, made me invest in. Uh, Sony cameras because okay. he, he he uses Sony stuff and he, he does these great kind of POV videos a bit like me but like longer form where he's got a GoPro strapped to him yeah. and he just like goes wandering the streets of Melbourne in the rain or something and just shows him photographing his stuff and uh, isn't he, it he was weird where we get our inspiration from as well yeah because no. really yeah. my my number one inspiration was um, Don McCullen who's like a war photographer yeah and he yeah. photographed people just dying in the <laughs> <laughs> and I, I know that sounds really morbid but yeah. honestly yeah. Like, yeah. It's, 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 what, it's kind of what connects with you isn't yeah. it yeah, yeah. yeah. like capturing the realism of the real world. And then being able to translate that into other things. I took that similar approach to weddings, obviously not killing the bride and leaving her on the floor. Yeah. But you, you know, I mean, it's, that, it's that sense of being in the moment and that realism. And yeah. I think regardless of whether you shoot digital or film, yeah. that kind of applies in, in both sides. Yeah, so. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's another YouTuber I like as well called Peter McKinnon, who you yeah. might be familiar with. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We, we know Peter We McKinnon. might be familiar with. He's, yeah. he's not I think bad, we is he? one of his bags at one point, didn't we? Oh, uh, really? <laughs> we still do. He's just launched a load of like pro mist filters i think and but i think he's cool and again i, I like i like him as a personality on his he, YouTube, yeah YouTube he's good stuff. i think, I think cool. the the message he puts out i think is perhaps the biggest part of what i enjoy mm. about watching mm. him in particular there are a few other people that i really like and someone you may enjoy is a guy called gx ace okay depends how much you like sci-fi to be fair but um he does this really unique take on he does this really unique take on camera uh, reviews where he mm. um yeah, I, I don't even know how to explain it. It's very kind of like <sighs> cyberpunk, okay. like Tokyo cyberpunk kind yeah. of like thing. He's in a bit where he's talking about camera. He's got this like VR headset <laughs> on with a bunch of cables just coming out of him. Yeah, GXA, so his name was. Uh, GX Ace, yeah. really good, really good yeah. um, reviewer. Nice. And, I also um, I really like Marcus Brownlee. Do you do you watch Marcus his stuff? Brownlee I mean, is he's, he's not necessarily photography space, but no. like just for tech reviews, I think he's tech really cool. reviews really good. Yeah, no, hundred yeah. percent. I did actually yeah. really enjoy his um, video on the um, Apple headset. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Vision Pro, which yeah. is also quite quite terrifying. And it's anyway. a really good, real, funny, real on Apple Vision Pro. I sent it to you yesterday. Yeah. If you watched it, a guy just sticking two apples to his head, but. <laughs> walking around yes, saying, yeah. have you seen it yeah, granny know. smith yeah honestly i'll find a link and put it in it i didn't laugh like that for a long time <laughs> no, no, <laughs> really really. i like um, it i think we yeah. need to close it down still because yeah no it's fine um look, that last last one though yep um i'm gonna do two things to really annoy tyler <laughs> um is uh what would your advice be for anybody looking to start in the creative industry um oh i mean what's advice that's not been said a million times before that i, I could mean, offer exactly yeah. um i mean i think you've got to absolutely love it first yeah. Uh, because um, I'm sure we've all been in situations where it's the sort of thing that if you didn't love it, it would be yeah. very difficult to start with because it does take a bit. I got very lucky with the Expired Film Club and I think I just hit a niche at the right time. If In terms of specific social media advice as a creator yeah. or creative, um, I started the TikTok. I mean, I was very lucky that it was locked down and I had the time to be able to. Yeah. Um, but what I did was I just started, you know, filming content about like film photography and stuff yeah. like that. And when I found something, those film loading videos, when I found something that seemed to resonate with people, yeah. which it did, I just kept doing it. Yeah. And so that again, naturally I, and slightly unintentionally was, was quite good because it's a, it's a theme, but it's different every time. So like if somebody sees a POV yeah. of me loading a roll of film, it could be a different roll of film with a different camera in a different location and whatever. And I think for some reason it engaged people, but I just kept doing it and doing it and doing it. Yeah. And it just, that 
that seems to gain the traction somehow. I, I, I do think it's got to be a sort of slightly unique idea, maybe in a slightly unique perspective yeah. on something that's already been done. I think the other thing with it as well is it's got to be something that you truly enjoy. And yeah, I think people definitely. will see that. Yeah, passion sh shines through, definitely. Yeah. Um, well, you know, well, our, our channel's doing okay, but like you're doing freaking awesome. And I think <laughs> the reason why that is people resonate with you as well as a uh, somebody who is passionate about a certain thing. Thank you. Last thing, I know, Tyler, calm down. <laughs> uh, last thing I want to say is I think you should try. I don't know how. It's probably going to be impossible. Yeah. But have you seen um, tin plate photography? Yes. I think, because there's a guy called Jarvis that does it in um, in Cardiff, and I, I have okay. yet to actually meet up with him. But imagine just uh, trying to do sports photography <laughs> with that. I think it would be a very unique reel because like, the images the, you get out of it. They have just, a very unique look as well. It's something to do with the chemistry in the way that yeah, they yeah, react yeah, to yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I would love to do something like that. I can't say I'd, I'd be a particular expert in it to start with, but no, I'm, sure, no. I'm sure I've had some guidance. But yeah, very, it's just, very cool. Yeah, no, it's very, very cool photography. So um, yeah. 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 Nice one, Anyway, man. so we're going to pop to the shop now. Okay. And uh, yeah, no, this has been really awesome. Thank Genuinely, you so much for having you. I could actually talk to you for another couple of hours. But <laughs> well, we, we can at the shop, uh, shall we? Yeah. Let's hide in the corner. Yeah, yeah. No, cool. really appreciate uh, having me on. more Amazing. content from us than just a podcast. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, cool. Check out the socials. So, yeah, thank you for having me. It's awesome. Been, been yeah, great it's been awesome. Yeah, yeah. I hope you've enjoyed this as much as nice. I have. Um, but yeah, cool. Yeah. Ready to close it down? Okay. Yes. You can start. Don't forget to like, follow, subscribe. Oh, yeah, of course. Thank you. Don't, forget, Don't to forget to like, follow, and subscribe <laughs> to this channel. Now, Stuart does that to me every single time. So now it's time to bring it back. So don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe to this channel. And uh, keep up to date with all of our latest content. Thank you. Bye. I'll let him have that one. Yeah. And follow Expired <laughs> Film Club on socials. Yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> right. There we go.